All right, so welcome to the first episode of our podcast. It is yet to be named. Um, so this is going to be a podcast with me and Mr. Dickman uh, from Elder High School, featuring like various staff and students. Today we have on with us Mr. Kandra, and um, we're going to be discussing the Stanley Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. So. Let's get into it. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Of course. I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. I'm glad you're here. So um, Kubrick's obviously a pretty prolific director. I mean, he's got movies uh, like 2001 A Space Odyssey, A Clockwork Orange, Eyes Wide Shut, Full Metal Jacket, a bunch of cla- classics on there, and um, definitely some thought-provoking stuff. But uh, around this Halloween, we're going to focus on uh, mainly The Shining and all of its basically nooks and crannies and just getting into the the marrow of the movie. Like, what do you want to share a little bit about um, how we came up with this idea? Yeah, so I have a class here at Elder called Catholic Themes in Media where we discuss uh, basically wholesome themes uh, in movies, just any movie, really. You can find, like, basically Christian-like themes in any movie, and uh, it kind of... With all, like, the film watching, it kind of started the idea of, like, watching more movies and kind of expressing, like, this, like, all these great concepts and all these great ideas, like, in movies and basically how we can, like, reveal them and just kind of enjoy just having a nice discussion, like, how good discussions are about just, like, a movie. So today we're going to be hopping into The Shining. Absolutely. From 1980. There we go. So... The film, obviously, like Mr. Dickman just said, was made in 1980, and it focuses on a man named Jack Torrance, played by Jack Nicholson, and his wife, Wendy, played by Shelley Duvall, and their son, Danny, played by Danny Lloyd. Um, in this movie, obviously, a lot of you probably know, they go to a hotel, and this hotel has a pretty haunted uh, past with the previous caretaker, uh, who murdered his uh, twins and his wife with an axe. And this um, this uh, haunted past looms over the whole movie. And uh, obviously Kubrick does a lot with his like unique directing style and kind of making this movie more unsettling and pretty creepy. For sure. Um, Michael, do you want to share the first watch of The Shining? For yeah. you? When did you so watch it for the first time? Basically the first time... Uh, when we were cooking up this idea for the podcast, I I wanted to do a Halloween theme since it was recently Halloween. We're kind of still creeping into Christmas, but still spooky season. So <laughs> I I th- I like I like Kubrick. I've seen a couple of his movies, and I really had never watched The Shining. And I've seen a lot of movies, but The Shining just kind of never like just I always avoided it because I was ne- it was never Halloween, and I was never like I never just watched it. So. I actually watched The Shining a couple, like Tuesday, so pretty recently. It's pretty fresh on my mind. Got a lot of things to say about it. So the question, so question is, did you like it? I loved it. Good. Good. So I, uh, I guess I'll share a uh, quick story about the first time I watched the movie. Uh, my first memory of the film, oh, gosh, it goes back probably to the 80s. Um, can't tell you how old I was. I don't remember, but I was just sitting there with my dad one evening, and Shining was on TV, and my dad was somewhat familiar with it. I, I assume he had previously seen it. And so um, it came on TV, and it was right at the part where everything is just starting to unravel, uh, and Danny's in full, like, red rum mode. And uh, I was like, wow, what is this? It was freaking me out. Um, and so, I don't know, there, there were, we were definitely past the halfway point of the film when, when we jumped in. And my dad was like, oh, yeah, there's the elevator of blood. And, you know, he was telling me all these uh, iconic moments. And uh, I think he made me, like, hold a pillow up to my face to (laughs) shield my eyes at certain moments. Uh, And it was somewhat edited on TV uh, for content. Um, But uh, that was kind of my first (laughs) moments with The Shining. And then eventually watched it when I got older, uh, probably on TV again in high school. And then when I took a couple film classes at Xavier University, I took a horror film class. And The Shining was included in that, and I've seen it a few times since then. Uh, just today, I rewatched it, but I only got through about 
uh, a little more than half, halfway through. I had forgotten some of the, the details toward the beginning of the movie, so I at least got to see those again, to view the, the first part of the movie again. Um, I wish I could have rewatched the whole thing, but uh, great film. I, lo- I love it. Yeah, so, um, I, you know, I count myself as a nerd um, about this movie because my mom is a big Stephen King fan. Um, you know, she showed us The Shining. She showed us It. She showed us um, Pet Cemetery, all the oh, classic, um, because she read the books. So yeah. she grew up, read the books, saw the movies when they came out in theaters. So um, I was exposed at a very young age and, you know, fell in love with it really in high school because um, me and my buddies, we went to the movies a ton, as, you know, Michael is a movie lover, as we all are. And he, uh, one of my best friends, he said, hey, The Shining is on the big screen. We should go. It's like, well, you know, it's okay. But I kind of want to see, you know, the new movie that came out. And he goes, come on, let's go. So it was Halloween at midnight on a Friday night, perfect Halloween, right? Um, and uh, we went and saw The Shining at midnight. And it was probably the coolest experience I've ever had. Yeah, that's the awesome. coolest. That's really um, awesome. And so ever, ever since then on Halloween, you know, we would get together. We try to get together when we can. But it's been hard when we grow in adulthood. But Every Halloween, and Michael knows this, it was pretty rough after Halloween, because every Halloween, whether no matter the day of the week, I'm watching The Shining on Halloween at midnight. It's awesome. That's a great tradition. I yes. love it. I love it. All right, so I think it's time. Um, we're going to jump into more of, like, the nitty-gritty uh, of the actual story. So I just want to give out a spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the movie and you don't want any of the plot elements, like, revealed to you before you watch it, probably... Probably should uh, pause this, pop in The Shining, give it a watch, and then finish finish the rest of this. So um, I just want to start by uh, talking about each of your uh, favorite scenes in just the whole movie. So if you had to choose your favorite scene, whether that be, in your opinion, like the best acting moment or you're just the most memorable or any any like memory you've had associated with a certain moment in the movie, what is that? Mr. Kendra, you can start. So, um, oh God, there's so many, there's so many good, good scenes in the movie. Obviously, you know, going all the way from the the maze chase scene, all the way to here's Johnny, the classic line <laughs> in the movie, um, and um, even even all the scenes that Danny is, because God, Danny, well, he killed that role. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to you know represent a child in, in a horror movie like that, because even everything he was in, it's like, man. He really portrayed it pretty well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I got to pick the classic Here's Johnny. Um, the reason for that is is because actually in the last couple of years, you know, I've actually actually been able to see the behind-the-scenes stuff. And let me tell you, Jack Nicholson is is nuts. He's insane. And he was, you know, <laughs> I, w- I, I was telling Michael earlier this week, you know, he was doing the Heath Ledger, isolating himself, yeah. you yeah. know, talking to himself, doing all the crazy stuff to the point where he would walk around set just mumbling and yelling to himself and, you know, acting crazy. And next thing you know, bam, he breaks through an actual real door, not a fake door, a real door with <laughs> an axe. So, you know, that's, that's personally, that's my favorite scene because of that, you know, and you, we get the classic, uh, here's Johnny. So that's my yeah. favorite scene. How about you guys? A little, well, a little fun fact associated with that. I don't know how accurate it is, but just kind of fun to consider. I think I read yesterday online that they went through like 60 doors or something like that. They were which, is, which is insane. Which, yeah, I know. Like, right, like, right. And to think that like how like physically demanding that is. Right. And, he, and he did the same thing over and, and over, over and exactly, over. And exactly. Over. Until they got it perfectly. I think Kubrick has a reputation of being a, a, a detail-oriented director of perfectionist, you know. Um, oh, favorite scene. That's tough. So... I, anytime Danny's on his big wheel, I just, I love I yeah. love those scenes. Michael and I were talking about it in class. I just love like the camera position behind him. You know, the camera is low, and it's just slightly delayed so that you know, uh, or I should say, what we see around the corner is slightly delayed as the audience. You know, Danny sees it yeah. first as he rounds the corner, but as the audience, you're a few feet behind him. You know, following that camera, and it's just so scary because you're just like, what the heck is he going to see when he comes around the next corner? And I love. That, you know, you have a couple scenes of him riding around his, on his big wheel where nothing happens. He co- goes around the corner, nothing, ha- nothing happens. And it leads up to that moment when he finally goes around the corner and yep. sees the, t- the two and girls. the music. The yeah. music. Yeah. Every yeah. time, no matter if there's something there or yeah. not there, the music yeah, always like, oh, something's there. That's yeah. Yeah. Something's there. Exactly. Yeah. Always, there's always mu- music and, playing. And I love, actually, and then um, when he's riding around in the, the big room, I forget what it's called. But anyway, he's riding around the big room. Actually, the lack of music is really cool because, like, the big yeah. wheel—you just hear the, you know, the, the sound of the big wheel is really yeah. pronounced. And then he goes over the, like, the carpet and it's silence for a moment. Yeah. And then he goes on the hardwood and it's like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. It just the it creates, this, yeah, the realism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It creates suspense too. Um, I'm just gonna throw another scene out there that I 
today, I feel like just upon my rewatch, the scene when uh, Jack, when he's really starting to unravel, I think for the first time when he goes into the bar and has his first drink again, um, just the conversation between him and the bartender. And yeah. it's really mostly a one-sided conversation. It's mostly a monologue, but Jack, Jack Nicholson just looks so demonic in that scene. <laughs> like it's yeah. just, it's some great acting. Like you can just tell this guy is unhinged and it's, you know, he, he's, he's about to have a downfall. <laughs> yep. And then, um, we kind of were leading into this with the whole four wheeler thing, but, uh, my scene, my favorite scene would definitely be the, like the first like time where the twins actually speak. They mm. just, the. um, come play with us and then yeah. the forever it's right. just kind of it's so eerie and you kind of it's kind of where like the idea is first introduced that like the hotel is like trying to like it actually is like as a the hotel as like a being rather than just a place and it's kind of like trying to like trap danny and it's like it's just you kind of it's kind of where the movie begins to es- escalate at absolutely and that and those two those two girls or whatever i mean that scene is so iconic it's been either parodied or, you know, like yeah. repeated in other films, but that's just a testament to how, how iconic and how popular that yep. scene is. The only, the only reason why I want to be a girl is so I can match match dresses and go out to Halloween. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a dream come true. You know, you guys mentioned about, you know, Dan in the, in the, in the big wheel. I mean, you mentioned how low the camera yeah. is, and that's a really yeah. cool because you it feels like you're, repres- you're seeing it from his eyes, yeah. right? from his point of view. So it's like, okay, I'm a kid again. Absolutely. What does it feel like? And yeah. I think that's, that's, that's really, really awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it definitely plays into, like, the, like, innocence and, and like it's just like almost like you feel like the childlike innocence and like the like the kind of like pity for like Danny is like mm. oh he's going through all this like and the four wheelers kind of like almost like symbolic for like the kind of like childlike innocence and then the like gut wrenching like oh this this young this young kid is having to go through all this yeah for sure and Absolutely. then um so I wanted to do the best actor award but I feel like there's a potential that we all might have the same answer yeah. across the board. Should we, uh, it's, I mean, it's kind of obvious. I mean, he's Nicholson. the star for the reason. Yeah. Yep. Do we want to, do you want to talk about some more scenes or, uh, yeah. I what mean, do you think we could go into, um, as you were saying earlier with the, uh, the bar scene, yeah. a kind of overlooked detail. I think we were talking about this before is, uh, when, um, he's offered, he, he sit he sits down and no one's there. He's like, where's the bartender? Where's the bartender? And then he says, I'd sell my soul for just a glass of beer. Yeah. And then right there, the bartender appears. And it kind of, again, shows the hotel is, like, more than just a hotel. It's actually, so, like, a being. And, yeah. um, and actually, he does end up selling his soul. For Absolutely. And, it, and it's really, really cool because, yeah. he, you know, he pulls yeah. out his wallet. And, he, and, you know, he pulls out and he said, you know, Grady, the bartender, he goes, you know, Grady, I got, yeah. I got two 20s on me, right, with your name on yeah. it. And he yeah. goes, you know what? It's on the house. You know your credit is good here. Yeah. And that's and like you said. That's when it's like, okay, I'd rather have your soul, yeah, than your that's your, right. your your cash. That's right. Because his wallet's empty, I think, right, and all he has to give mm-hmm. is his soul, really. Yeah, and that's the moment where everything starts to go south. <laughs> yeah, and all all, all that uh, the, all the conversation with Grady is just great. I think Kubrick threw in so much, like a lot of like testimony to like his his taking the book, but then he like kind of twisted in a, his own way like I don't want to like get into it too far but like just this conversation with Grady how he says how he's oh you're the you're the man who uh killed his killed his wife and twins and then uh Grady's all like confused and obviously he says no you've always been the caretaker here and that how that comes to play later yeah in the film. absolutely uh, another scene that I really like that actually doesn't get talked about is because you know you saw the, the first half of the movie again, and yeah. this isn't one of the first scenes is with um, Dick Halloran. Oh yeah. Um, you know I've really uh, a little spoiler. I read the book this past summer, so actually uh, that's how I you know feel like I'm a nerd because I can actually talk about it more in detail. But yeah. Dick Halloran, the fact that you know when he met Danny and Wendy for the first time, he's all cheerful, he's all happy, but the fact he's able to just turn at Danny with a straight face and you talk through the shiny. Yeah. And you're just like, wow, that's yeah. really, yeah. really like, yeah. that's another sign of, oh, this place is weird or this is a weird movie. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I want to give a lot of credit to the actor, Scatman. I, I won't pronounce Scatman his Crothers. name. Yeah. Yeah. Crothers. Yeah. First yeah. of all, what, a, what an awesome, what an awesome first name. awesome name. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Seriously. That's an awesome first name. Yeah, he, I know. But he, he, you know, he portrayed that really well of, yeah. you know, I'm going to be a friendly, I'm the friendly chef yeah. too. Yeah. Hey, you got to be careful, man. Yeah. 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 And I love, I actually, yeah, I, I, Again, not having seen this, not having rewatched this movie in probably over five years, I, I appreciate like the conversation that uh, Dick Halloran has with Danny as as Danny's eating his ice cream because, yes, it does provide exposition and, and an explanation of like the shining ability that both Danny and 
uh, Dick Halloran possess. But it's just a great scene. I think it's great acting from Scatman. And uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just cool hearing kind of a little bit of explanation as to this special power ability that they have. Yeah, even sure. though, you, you know, you never quite fully understand it, but it's like, it's just, I don't know, it's a good, it's a good scene where the two characters, I think, really connect and you, you immediately like dick halloran's character yeah sure. and it, it definitely matches along with like just the kind of unsettling like on it like you don't really know what's coming next yeah. in the movie it's like the whole like what like who is this guy why does he why does he know yeah. doc why that's like iconic line yeah uh want, want some ice cream doc like just yeah. the whole like everything about that monologue is pretty unsettling and just yeah. just kind of like the unknown like aspect of the movie yeah. i'm glad like i'm glad you You've been using the, the word unsettling because that's exactly the word I would use to describe this movie. And that's, to me, that that makes a horror movie more memorable versus just, you know, blood and guts and jump scares. Yeah. Um, and I can appreciate some of those types of movies, but um, the ones that, in my mind, become the best horror films are the ones that kind of... Uh, the ones that don't make you sleep at night. Yeah. The yeah slow, that's the what slow, I love, yeah. Yeah, like the slow burn uh, horror movies that are just create an eerie, unsettling tone and they just stay with the whole movie and the shining is just does that expertly another one i'd put up there is the original halloween i think they yes. does a great oh, job yes. as well mm -hmm. but um yeah the whole movie's just unsettling because there's there's such randomness like just random images toward the end of the movie that just stay with you and you're like oh man this is wild <laughs> yeah yeah and you know it, it's like i said earlier it's so hard to pick a good scene because yeah. and you, you mentioned it before but the acting like that's so I mean, kudos again the, the stanley kubrick and all and all of the actors in there because it's like you can't pick you can't pick, and you know, obviously Jack Nicholson's a favorite. It's like yeah. Yeah. everyone's so good. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone's everyone does it so well, and they do each scene correctly, and they do it they do it with such good art. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And, and, and it's like I said, it's, it's so so difficult. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a testament to Kubrick too, because if he messes, there's only four four like prominent actors in the movie, and if you mess up one of them, it's like. The whole movie could be ruined just yeah right and, by and, one and even yeah. and even the fourth you know if you if assuming you count Dick as the fourth he's only in there for ten minutes yeah. of the movie it's yeah. not like he's in there it's really just think about three yeah that's right? true yeah and, it, and again that's it's true. just like the fact that he's able to portray that three people in a giant building by themselves he yeah. portrays yeah. it very very well yeah yeah um, I don't know if we can go into this now but uh, Spencer would you would you want to share some of the uh, big differences that you found between the novel and the yeah. yeah movie. So um, I'm going to because uh, I do know I do have some students who are actually reading this right now. So I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to give the spoiler of the book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to talk a lot about the book. You know, obviously in the movie we said go watch. Please go watch the movie. It's yeah. so good. I know you might think it's a little long, but it's so good. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so if you're reading the book, you know, please read the book. Um, if you are reading it, finish it before you, you know, listen to the rest. But, um, you know, because we were, we were talking a lot earlier about how uh, Stephen King was frustrated at this movie. Yeah. And he, he's frustrated the fact that he, he, he didn't like the, as we talked about, the, the, the psychological part of the, of the, of the movie. Um, he kind of took the, they had to kind of take that out of the, of the book because it's, it's so hard to portray. And, you know, one of the first things that are, well, first off, um, the major difference is the character. Um, you know, we just uh, Wendy is blonde haired instead of black haired, but it's like Shelley Duvall. You you killed it. You yeah, can't yeah. change that. You right, know, right. <laughs> um, Jack. You know, Jack Nicholson and Wendy. Um, they're supposed to be their young thirties. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Jack is. I mean, I don't know how old he is. He's now, always looked he like been, that. He always he's looked always like, looked like, like that. He's always <laughs> looked like that. You know, mid forties look. Yeah, so, yeah, right. Um, well, let's go. Let's go like mid fifties look. But, yeah. no, yeah, I'm almost more. So, I'm almost mid forties. So. <laughs> no, you're like you're like twenty. Um, so, um, and and another thing is, is Danny's only supposed to be five. He's oh only gosh. supposed to be five yeah, years old. Cow. So, like, uh, that's what I said. I give so much credit to Danny Lloyd. Yeah. Holy cow. He yeah. tries his best to portray a five-year-old. And that's so it's so hard to portray it because, um, you know, when we talk about Tony and The Shining, that, that, uh, that's, not, that's not Danny. That is a full thing about a full-grown man talking to him, to a little kid, yeah. and yeah. trying to comprehend. Yeah. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of what makes book, and my, obviously, you know, the whole saying the book is better than the movie, in that instance, that's true, outside of some iconic things, like here's yeah. Johnny, that was, yeah. you know, that's very iconic. Um, but, uh, you know, a big difference in, in the book is that they're able to spend more time with each character psychologically in their own head. Yeah. And one of those things <laughs> that and I wish they did a lot of the movie was with Wendy. They spent so much time on Wendy yeah. and the fact of, you know, in the book, and, you're saying they spent in the book. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, 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 you know, this is one of the themes that I know I, I want to talk about was the whole emotional sexual abuse. Yeah. Right. Cause that's obviously portrayed a lot in the, in the movie. Yeah. Well, oh man, the book, Oh, I 
goes into detail, you know, you know, um, cause they go into Wendy's background and actually she was abused by her mom. So she at a young age, mid young, mid twenties ran away with Jack. So they actually ran away together, got engaged, got married, had Danny right away, like boom, 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 boom. Uh, and so they were able to go more in the detail of, oh, hey, Wendy's already experienced abuse. You would think that, you know, she would be tougher, but she really made her weaker, yeah, which yeah. then you see the more emotional abuse from Jack where she just kind of takes it because she's yeah. already receiving that Interesting. abuse. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Oh, man, I can go on forever, but, like... Yeah, because, uh, yeah, you, you know, as you're watching the movie, just to jump back in the movie for a second, like, as you're watching the movie, like, my thought upon this rewatch was, like, man, why didn't Wendy and Danny just leave this guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right, right, like right. long ago, you know what I mean? But, and, 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 I mean, obviously, then there wouldn't be a movie, but I'm just saying, you know... <laughs> Um, a big factor is, I'm sorry, sorry, but you know, a big factor of that is, is because Wendy actually grew up really, really poor. So Uh, she never worked. Interesting. So if she did it with some odd, odd end jobs, you know, restaurant, clean dishes, but Jack was the moneymaker. Okay. So she felt Uh, like she was tied down financially because she had no degree. She didn't go to school. She just, you know, didn't go to college. Yeah. So she was financially tied down to Jack, which kind of, I think, you know, again, kind of hard to explain that in the movie when you have so much. So much to tell in well, such a short time. You're right. Like, so, you know, the character probably feels trapped, too. And not, and wondering, like, well, if I did take Danny and leave, what would Jack do to us? You know what I mean? Like, he's going to hunt us down. Us. Right, yeah. he's going to find <laughs> us. Exactly. Yeah, so. And I think I was reading some stuff online. Like, Stephen King wasn't a big fan of the fan of Kubrick's film, but I think his main gripe was that he wanted the actor who played Jack to be more likable at first, so that when yeah. he does spiral out of control, it would be more tragic. And his argument was that... Uh, Jack Nicholson from the get-go is really not a likable character. And like we yeah. said before, he just kind of has the, you know, the raised eyebrows and he just kind of looks demonic and he's kind of a jerk from the get-go. We talked about that briefly yeah. today. Um, I don't know. Do you guys want to kind of yeah, talk about so that much, a little bit? You know? So much so that like, even when like, you really can't tell if it's just Jack being like yeah. kind of that like abusive, like right. angry man or like whether like the shining has really taken over yet. He's, and then yeah. obviously it's like, like most, is he being like, is he being, yeah. Tormented by the ghosts or the, the the evil spirits or spirit of the of the yeah. house or of the lodge or is he is just, it just Jack being Jack and it's just yeah. it's all coming out because they're in isolation? Yeah, well, definitely. Isolation, but. Like definitely when like it surfaces the most is when obviously the iconic scene when he's he's got the uh, he's like backing up Wendy up the steps and she's got the bat yeah. and then then from that point you can kind of see but like even before that it's just kind of like. Jack is just kind of, like, not a good person no. at all. No, he's not. Like, there's uh, even, again, watching it this time, even when they're driving up to the lodge for the first time, the, all three of them in the, in the, I think it was a VW Bug, like, uh, I think Wendy maybe makes a comment about the Donner Party, mm-hmm. which, you know, yep. that was a yep. story yeah. from way back when, when they resorted to cannibalism. Jack is telling this story to Danny, who's a little kid. Yeah. Those parents would probably... <laughs> hey, they eat people. Yeah. yeah. And he, and, but when he's telling the story, it looks like he's enjoying the retelling of the yeah. story. And he's, again, he's got that devilish look on his face to as he's telling Danny. Old. Right, yeah. to a five-year-old. Yeah. Most good parents would be like, would censor it or just be like, yeah, yeah. don't, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, just, and so to me, as a viewer of the movie from the get-go, you're like, oh, this guy, he's bad news. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I, so I agree I agree with you guys. Mm-hmm. I also agree with, um, agree and disagree with Stephen King because, yeah. um, you know, they go in the, again, in the book, they, they're able to describe more, but they're able to go into Jack's background a little bit. And in his background, he, he was very abusive. He was a raging alcoholic, which was true in, yeah. in the yep. movie. But the reason why they got to the hotel was pretty messed up to the point where you're like, He's pretty messed up. Yeah. So I, again, if you guys don't mind yeah. any sharing, yeah. so yeah. so Jack, so Jack um, was teaching in oh man, we'll mess this up. Vermont, New Hampshire, Connecticut. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yep. around the Northeast area, and um, you know he was already having angerment issues, so he was already mentally you know pretty messed up. Yeah. Yep. Well, one day um, a kid got angry at him. Um, he gave him detention. Uh, the kid went ahead and slashed his tires. Well, he saw the kid do it. And, you know, school's getting out. There's people around. So instead of being a normal person, they'll just, like, bring him in. He physically abuses him to the point oh, of man. near death. So, which explains the which reason explains why they moved it. across country. Which, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so, so Jack, Jeez. his boss, is, um, he said, hey, um, you know, I do know that you can do good. But obviously, we have to fire you. Makes sense. So he says, I, had no, I have a relative who works at the Overlook Hotel, who is the, um, oh, man. Uh, the, the the main guy at the front desk because they meet in the first scene in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who that's oh. who the relative is. It's Ullman. Uh, yeah. 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 God, I always forget his name, but Ullman. Yeah. 
So Allman was the relative. So that's how uh, Jack kind of got. So he didn't really interview for it. He yeah. was given the job. Yeah. So that's why I'm yeah. like, okay, you know, I agree that Jack was need to be more forgiving because he is in the book. But some yeah. like you can't tell that. So he has to be messed up from the beginning. Yeah. He has to. Yeah. Because you can't tell that. And correct right. me if I'm it's wrong. True. You're right. You're right. Is it is partially the reason why uh, like Jack became like so like like evil through The Shining is because of like his already like kind of like like abusive character and whether like whereas Danny was like kind of more like use the shining for good well is that is yeah. that well so kind of like I think what you're what you're kind of getting into or suggesting is like is the house haunted or are the ghosts or demons coming from within Jack yeah. more so yeah. you know, or maybe it's both it's both I do I think it's, it's both yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah so um you know that they Stephen King does a good job of keeping kind of the shine kind of as like a gray area. Think of what you think. Almost like, so, the, almost like the force, like you can use exactly, it for good yeah, or bad. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the, the way I take it as is everything, kind of like the force, everything, yeah. even inanimate objects have the shining. Yeah. So so although Danny's is really strong, DeCaloran's is really strong, um, the hotel's is really strong, Jack's is there, it's just weak. Well, he's abusive. Uh, he has all the traits of being a killer. So the house says, hey, he's weak, yeah. he's vulnerable. Oh, I'm going to take that. That's interesting. Because if you think about it, Wendy doesn't turn Ooh, at all. Yeah. And in the book, she's tested, you know, kind of like yeah. Jesus in the desert. She's yeah. tempted. She's tempted. She says, no, 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 I'm a good person. Wow. Well, then Jack, Jack has already messed up. So he's I like, never a, thought he's that. a, that's he's, really he's cool. I like that thing to take. Yeah. He's an easy victim, basically. Which makes yeah. you, which makes you want to ask, well, what happened with Grady and the girls? You know, that's yeah. another thing. It's like, well, what happened there? Yeah. Well, asking, well, then, well what happens with this? That's I don't true. Know. Was, wow. That's or good. there's a, there's even a theory that, um, I don't know. I guess we can go into this. Uh, that Jack and Grady, like, Jack is a reincarnation of Grady. Have you heard of that? I have. So, I think, I I honestly really like that theory because it actually does explain a lot. And especially with what I was talking about before, kind of um, Grady saying, Jack's like, oh, you're the dude that killed his twins. You're the dude that killed his wife. And Grady actually responds with, oh, you've always been the caretaker here. Oh, yeah. And then, so that kind of... Begs the question. Is that the conversation in the restroom? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um, that kind of begs the question. Well, is it is Jack was Jack the caretaker that actually killed his twins and his wife, and now is reincarnated to basically strike again? And yeah. I, f- I, I and find that very interesting. And of course, there's like the inclusion of Jack. Uh, Jack's character in the picture at the end from well, I forget the yep. date nineteen early nineteen hundred nineteen twenty two nineteen twenty two yeah so it's like. Yeah, I guess. What kind of what kind of ideas do you have, Spencer? Yeah. Do you have? Yeah. So you know, I like I like that a lot because you know it's the whole the whole idea of you are you are the caretaker. You know, you are here the whole time. But another part of it's like you know, and that's what makes this the theory so awesome is because it's like, well, he leaves it so gray, and that's on purpose. Yeah. Because it's like yeah. you know, is he reincarnation? I don't know. It's yeah. up to you. This yeah. Time. And yeah. another thing is like you know, when we talk about the shine, did he take him on purpose because he's normal? I don't know. Yeah. It's for you to decide, and and you know, it's saying that you're you, you are the killer. You have always been the caretaker. You know, is that well? Is he reincarnation of Grady, or um, has he been accepted since he's walked in? Type of thing. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. you've always been it for the last couple of months. And it's like, are all those people in the picture were those like previous victims that felt prey to the power, evil powers yeah. of the house? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, so uh, you actually, know what I mean? The so actually, that that picture is not mentioned at all in the book. Oh. So, and, and, and in the book, they go into detail about, actually, uh, what I think of it as, that picture has, you know, 100, you know, 100 and so people. Yeah. So, in the, yeah. in the gold grand ballroom. Yeah. And, um, you know, in the book, they talk about how, they talk about murder after murder. This murder yeah. happened, this group yeah. happened, this murder happened, this group got all, murdered. All in room... Uh, in room 237. Most, most of it happened in room 237. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and oh, it gives me chills. And then yeah. every, it says every New Year's, the house, if they haven't gotten, if they haven't gotten the party... Like Jack to kill the people, they um, they have a big all the all the people in the picture come back, kind of uh, like how the little girls come back. They all huh. come back and they party in the grand ballroom. Oh, and so that's huh. where I think that that picture came from is yeah. because it's all like you said, all the victims, you know. Because if you can see, if you do pause like it, you victims can, that yeah. did horrible things. Yeah, you can see, you can see Grady in there. People that oh, you can wow. see if you pause it, you have to look pretty hard. But Grady, so is people in that have been so overpowered yeah, by the evil spirit or spirits of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. other wow. interpretation. Is the picture represents kind of the house yep. basically taking Jack's soul. So. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the woman be- yeah. getting drowned. She was from the bathtub. Oh. Excuse me. She was in the picture as well. 
So, oh, really? so, with that, so with that murder, she was, there was a murder in th- room 237 where okay. the husband drowned. It was a husband and wife. She drowned the wife. I hope I'm not asking an obvious question, but so the woman, obviously talking about the naked woman in the tub that gets all gnarly when she's yep. making out with Jack. But is that Grady's wife or no? That no. He could, we don't know. That's not, just a victim. Grady, Grady's wife was chopped by axe as well. That's right. That's right. So, You're right. So, okay. so I, she was just a, a murder victim yeah, from so another... Should situation so she was when she went first saw jack that's what she looked like when she died okay but she got all wrinkly and moldy because that's what she would have looked like if she was alive now okay you know the moldy yeah, yeah. And getting the water yeah. and stuff like that talk about unsettling scenes that's, yeah, one. Yeah, that's, that's one of them yeah, oh my definitely. gosh that's one that stays with that's you. the one where <laughs> the dad covered you know your dad covers oh yeah your oh, eyes. Totally. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like you know <laughs> 70s i mean this is a 1980s film but like it definitely it, it has the spirit of a 70s horror film. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't even know. Where it's like, oh, let's just put in some full frontal nudity. Did, did, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, did it get a radar? Did it get a radar? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, yeah it's I, like, guess, I guess we can know maybe on why there's yeah, nudity. Yeah. And Kubrick I'm, is definitely not afraid to. Oh, yeah. No, especially not. with and the I, Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. And um, Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel yeah. like in the late 60s, too, with like the breakdown of censorship, and then that's when they created the rating system. Directors were just like in the seventies, like oh, let's just put in you know, all this yeah. like random nudity and like excessive violence and yeah. whatever and weird stuff. They were just having a ball. <laughs> but uh, um, shoot, to get back to um, differences between book and movie, if, if we can, yeah, get back to that. That's cool. So like, I want to bring one up. Uh, I was reading that the the hedge the. Um, Hedge maze in the front was not in the book. It was it was not. It was animals, actually right? animals. Yeah, animals. And, yeah. And it, oh, it was so cool because yeah. in the book the, the the animals moved. That's what I hear. Yeah. And 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 so um, more of a super gives it more of a supernatural. Yeah. And, kind I, of, and I'm gonna save I'm gonna save how the how the book ends to how I would end the movie because I would like to see how it ends more in the book in the movie because it's possible. But yeah. But the, the maze is not there. Now they do, well there's there is a maze but it's not as intense of a maze because yeah. you know Danny does run away. Jack does freeze and all that stuff, but um, yeah, there, there's animals. There's um, there's a rabbit. There's uh, two lionesses, um, and uh, I don't remember the last one. It's some sort of bird, but the bird would fly, and then the lionesses were were brutal, like to the point where they would literally move, grab you, cause damage. Kind of like how we saw Danny with the chokehold. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yep. and, yeah. And you know they would, and, and Wendy too. Yeah, Wendy too. And you know, and, and that's another thing. Wendy saw. You know, obviously she saw that. That very disturbing scene uh, when Wendy went into the room with the the the, the guy dressed in the animal costume. Um, oh yeah! But and the fun fact about that that was a death on Halloween. So there was a Halloween. Uh, oh. There, before they closed down Halloween, you know they started the season at Halloween. So there was one year they had a big Halloween party. Well, someone who got killed there was wearing those costumes. Ah. Oh. And and you know not to go into detail, but one was yeah. on top of the other. Well, yeah. It, it, so it had out that the, the, the guy. There were two guys, and the guy actually went away from the wife and the wife killed the two guys. So that's, that's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That's the, uh, scene when, um, uh, Wendy's going around the hotel and sees the, yeah, sees like the bear bear dog thing. thing. And then the other guy, we don't have to go into detail, but yeah, we all know, we all know this. If you see it, you know the scene. Yeah. Cause if I'm going, if I'm identifying most unsettling scenes, even more, even more so, even more so than the lady in the tub, that one, again, I saw that as a little kid and I'm like, you know, I knew something. Was, I'm like, what's going on there? Yeah. And, that, and that one was one that stayed with me. It's just, it's so random and just so yes. terrifying. And it's just weird. It's just like, but it's unsettling. So but you also ask, you're like, you look at it, you're like, is that a dog? Is that a dog? Yeah, yeah, right, go, right. Go, oh, man. But it's, that's what they're doing. So yeah, if, if but I it's can, scary as heck. If I, I can go off in a kind yeah. of a rabbit hole here. Yeah, uh, do it. I was reading about, um, uh, I was on a, online, I found um, one of, like, um, it's not like, Certified like Kubrick has said, like he doesn't confirm either. This, yeah, yeah. He doesn't really confirm anything, right? Which which so, is kind of cool because then yeah, it leaves it up to the viewers interpretation, which is good. Yeah, it's good great. art, you know. That's right. good art. Yeah. But yeah. so there's a lot of um, obviously, if you've seen the film, you know the prominence of like bears. Um, mm. Like when when Danny is talking to the therapist, there's a bears bears on his bed, his ah. bed sheets bears. There's um, a bearskin rug in the yeah, bear uh, lobby rug, too. Yeah, which everywhere. Yeah, yep. Da- with which is present in a lot of scenes with Danny, and then he has a uh, Winnie the Pooh toy, and uh, even like bears over his bed, like pictures of bears, and um, a lot of people think that. Um, so this like whole like Kubrick used this specific like, I mean, there's all kinds of murders in the book, and Kubrick really chose that specific like weird unsettling one, and yeah. a lot of people think. 
that he chose this one specifically to kind of represent like the sexual abuse of like yeah. Danny to Jack or Jack to Danny. And um, there's even a uh, certain scene where Jack's sitting on the sofa and he has a magazine oh. and it's, and one of the headlines is, I don't really want to go into too much detail, but it's basically talking about incest and why parents sleep with their children. And um, a lot of people think that this whole bear scene is showing like Wendy's, that, not only because Wendy sees it specifically, Wendy's kind of fear of sexual abuse yeah. with like these two. And like, I just find that whole like, yeah. thing really I never knew that but, about the magazine. I'm going yeah. to have to go rewatch yeah. it. Well, what, and what, what part of the movie? It's, what part it's of the, right at so, the beginning, like right when they get to the, yeah. the hotel. Okay. And he's, he's talking with Ullman. Yeah. And Ullman asks him, like, hey, where's your family? Or has your luggage, has your luggage arrived? Yeah. And he's I'll just. Pause that. And it's, it's a. It's a play, wow. it's a playgirl magazine, yeah. 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 It, but the I also read I somewhere else that, that another another um, headline on the front of the magazine is there's an actor back in the 70s 80s David Soul I believe is his name he was in Starsky and Hutch and it said the the headline is the selling of David's soul as a play on words yeah it's, so, and so it's like and that's the, what happens with Jack I mean he basically yeah. sells his soul so to the it's definitely know, the not a coincidence the, yeah that oh yeah magazine, every good director does things for a reason yeah. you know. And it's, but, you know, talking about the abuse, if you guys want to dive into that, like, yeah, I mean, clearly Jack is guilty of physical abuse, uh, mental abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, most likely, pretty much all the, yeah. yeah. And so, like, as I'm watching it, and I think, you know, in this day and age, we have more awareness of mental health issues, and I realize this is a horror film, but to a certain degree, in in an exaggerated way, this is very much about, you know, mental health and Jack's, like, you know, Jack's poor mental health and how it just gets the best of him. Um, to a certain degree, on on, on one level at least, you yeah, know, and, and the dangers of uh, you know of violence and abuse and uh, anger, yeah, very you know, much so. Uh, yeah. Unchecked anger. Kubrick know? definitely intended this film for absolutely. Like it's many, more many reasons. Yeah, it's more than just you know horror entertainment. There's yeah, a, there's more sure. going on here, right? And then it, and um, you know, with the whole abuse thing, you know, we saw physical all that stuff, but you know, you also kind of see it kind of going with the, the whole the classic light versus dark in the movie. Yeah. Right. Where Danny is the light. Wendy is the light. Jack yeah. is the dark. And you know, they truly show how darkness affects people yeah. versus how, you know, lightness, you know, yes, you get out, you survive, but darkness, yeah. you turn, you die. Right. Yeah. yeah. So another thing of not only, you know, me- this is the whole mental self, mental abuse of yeah. that as well. Cause that's, yeah. that's something that's not talked about, especially, you know, with us guys is self mental abuse. Cause yeah. we, we abuse ourselves more than anyone. Yeah. Yep. You know, yeah. We're our own worst enemy. Yeah. That and then you can see that you know that internal struggle with Jack, you know, because when he's sleeping, right? He's sleeping, he's groaning, he's screaming. When oh, he goes, Are yeah. you okay? He goes, I just killed you guys. Like, and he's like, Yeah, you can clearly tell. I feel like, and, and yeah, you, that seems really interesting because that's is. like the last glimpse, honestly, the only glimpse of like Jack as like a normal, yeah, a normal, and, like he actually being. had you, yeah, you kind of feel a little bit bad for him because yeah. he had that horrible yeah. dream or whatever you and, know what and, I mean? you know, like, no, jack Nichols, yeah. jack nicholson being jack nicholson like we said that he always has that angry look yeah at, he and, does you know, and that's yeah, that, yeah. And it's like if he does that from the beginning we yeah. have you know something for you yeah you know yeah and then it's just like it's like oh my gosh you just mentally went to war with yourself in a dream and it's yeah. like oh that's tough stuff man yeah 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 um i i do want to bring this up too i thought this was kind of cool that i love how the movie uh, I guess telegraphs or, or foreshadows a lot of what's going to happen right at the oh, beginning. Yeah, for I, sure. I mean, he even said right in the first scene with, well, second scene, I guess after the credits scene with the aerial shot, which is incredible by the way, and the eerie music. But when he's, when he's having an interview with Ullman, um, <laughs> Ullman just tells him flat out like, Oh yeah, we had a, you know, a guy murdered his family <laughs> up here. Just wanted to let you know. And then Jack's yeah. just like, Oh, that, oh that's yeah. not me. I'm not going <laughs> to no do that. Deal. It's like, well, you know, and then fast forward to, you know, two hours from that point, And that's exactly what he's trying to do. Um, and it's just great. Cause it's just, they lay out the whole thing. You see, um, was it the freezer? Isn't the, doesn't, who ends so, up getting locked? So Jack's Jack, walking. Yeah, Jack, yeah. It's in the walk-in closet. Oh, the walk-in closet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they just lay out everything. They even point out like the snow cat, which will, it will be the, yeah. that's the vehicle ultimately that Wendy yeah. and Danny yeah. escaped yep. in, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just great. They just put it all out there. Even Jack even says when he's having the nightmare, he's like, oh, I had a nightmare about uh, murdering you guys with an axe. You know what I mean? Like and they just, like, they lay it right out there and you yeah. know it's going to, you know yeah, it's going to happen. A couple hours later. Yeah. And you yeah. know it's going to happen, but it's still suspenseful and, and so then, uh, tense. It, it, Kubrick does a great job building the. There's also a overlooked scene of foreshadowing. It's like, when uh, he's obviously doing the typewriter, bouncing yeah. the ball around, he's kind of just walking around. He looks at the um, the so the picture of like not the picture, the model of the maze yeah. in the room, and he like kind of looks yeah. at it. He gets like really angry, and yeah. he's kind of just like 
you kind of like, what's he? What's he so angry I, about? What's he thinking? About? I kind of, yeah. I kind of, and then, and then yeah. the maze obviously ends up being his demise. His demise, yeah. yeah. I know that's a great point. I wanted to bring it up. I'm glad you mentioned that because, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it too much, but I don't know. The maze to me, almost, yeah, just the way he's staring at it, it almost kind of symbolizes, like, yeah, his downward, downward spiral, kind yeah. of. Because well, ultimately, he ends up, like you said, he ends up dying in that maze, yeah. and, and that's would, his demise. And, and that's, you would think that he would study it. Right, because uh, yeah. you know, and, and the, you know, because there is a maze in the book. It's not as big, but yeah. Jack. It came to the point all throughout the fall, from October to when it snows. Jack or uh, damn, sorry, Danny and Wendy did that maze every single day. Yeah, so yeah. they were physically there, but Jack oh, was. Yeah, so, they, so yeah, they kind of so did like, try to right. show that. So I kind of like that's that. true. Yeah, if you think so that's about how they can scene, get out of it. This is, it's, it's gorgeous. They have that yeah. panoramic of here's oh, maze, and they zoom in. So it's like, so it's like, is Jack? So is Jack really looking at the maze, or is he seeing them? Oh, that's true. Yeah, so that's, I get, oh, that's, right. Right. So yeah, that's because so it is. Like, it's not exactly clear. You're so right. It's like is is the hotel talking mm-hmm. to us saying, "Hey, this is where they're at now." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, they're yeah, making it, me it angry. Does, I want it does to like abusive." Pan from shots of them like happily like skipping and around the maze, and then in. it's like the the great shots of like kind of like the like the weird like almost smile on his face. Oh yeah, psychotic. Yeah. It's like yeah. that that blank stare kind of where he's just his mouth's like slightly open. It's like those are great. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and. I don't know if we were going to touch on this later. You know, there's a lot of fan theories out there, but, um, you know, there's the whole idea that Kubrick wanted to subtly say something perhaps about just treatment of Native American, mistreatment oh, yeah. of Native Americans. Yes. And watching it this time, um, I feel like, I feel like he did have an intention. Yeah. That's my take is that he did have an intention and it's, and it's not that the movie is just about that, but I think on one level it, it is about that, but I think it comes back to the movie for me. If I'm if I'm getting into deeper themes here, I think it's about the dangers of unchecked anger and violence and abuse. But I think that's all connected to, you know, mistreatment of Native Americans as well because they they call it to the viewer's attention like right yeah. away as they're getting the tour of the hotel. They talk about the Native American artwork um, and how it was built on an Indian uh, yeah, Native they, American burial they said site. They had to- Chase the Indians off. Yeah, right? yeah, and it's you know, and, and Ullman even says this is for the jet setter crowd, so like the elites, you know, those who have a lot of money. Yeah. And it's built on top of this Native American uh, ground, and so I think Kubrick is trying to say something about um, unchecked power as well, um, overuse of power, and that's exactly what Jack. I mean, Jack yeah. loses control. I mean, he is he exi- he displays n- negative power toward his family, obviously, you know, yeah. his physical. Yeah, power. Yeah. And I think, and I think it's kind of both because when you look at the one scene, I brought this up today to Michael. Shelley Duvall's character, Wendy, is wearing a jacket and it has Native American imagery on it. Yeah. And she's the she's the victim, like the Native Americans were. And Jack represents that that um, oppressive use of power. Yeah, if I so, can go further, yeah, go ahead, that, yeah. like the the whole family is uh, kind of an allegory to definitely yeah. like the oppression of Native Americans, kinda mm-hmm. how originally Jack forces them into like the hotel just as Native Americans were forced into yeah. Like the um, that's a great point. What's the word I'm looking for? Basically, like, like forced from their home, forced yeah, from yeah. their comfortable surroundings. Yeah, yeah. and then um, and then eventually, even when he, they follow exactly what Jack does, leading him into this new area, he still oppresses and kind of attacks. And yeah, just even more furthering the yeah. theme of Native American and oppression. I, and I think so, that's I yeah, think that's I part really of the, like that. Yeah, I think that's part of the genius of this movie because. And it doesn't have to be like either or, is, you know, it doesn't have to be like, it's, yeah, it's, it's about so w- one thing and not the other. It can be, it's about both, you know, yeah. I mean, it's about both uh, negative examples of, uh, you know, power and, and, you know, yeah, anger and, and know, I, I'd say, yeah. I'd say that theory is a lot more realistic than say Stanley yeah. uh, or Kubrick, uh, uh, fake the moon. The moon landed. landed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of weird. Yeah, that might be a stretch. It was, uh, it was, it's a kind of a fun theory to consider yeah. like it's, yeah. it's fun it kind of adds to the mystique of the film but yeah. yeah i don't in terms of validity i i don't buy into that one as much but <laughs> spencer do you have anything to add about yeah. the american yes yeah, so the uh, whole the whole abuse of power um yeah. and another thing they go into the book and they, they mention the movie presidents over here rich people oh, over here. Yeah, yeah. and and you know um they mentioned the book how how the mafia was really really big yeah. at the Overlook Hotel where they would play. That's where their big poker games would be. That's yeah. where the big mafia parties would be back in the, you know, because it's 1922 and the 50s and all that and stuff. And then do you want to go into the whole uh, thing you were telling me about uh, Room 237? Yeah, I've, so, I've those. Yeah, so, so, you know, the abuse of power of, of, of bad deals going wrong with yeah. rich people, that abuse of power of murdering. And, yeah. fighting, you know, there, there was a scene in the book where the mafia um, captures a guy 
puts him in room 237 and mows him down with oh, you know, machine guns. Yeah. And then Danny, this is in the book? Uh, yeah, this is the book. And, and, and Danny goes in the room 237 multiple times. And so Danny goes into the room, and he sees the guy slumped over dead, bullet holes all over, yeah. blood just splattered everywhere. And, and he, a five-year-old. And a five-year-old. Yeah. And a five-year-old. <laughs> and, and you can clearly tell that. And he was you know, described, he's clearly dressed as a mafia. Yeah. You know, mafia person. It makes you think, again, that abuse of power where, yeah. you know, guys, you know, doing meetings behind the scenes and, you know, really rich people coming together because it's the presidential suite. Oh, yeah. You know, and they call it for a reason because presidents and rich people. Yeah. So, again, that abuse of power yeah. is, is, is shown, you know. And that's where all, like, really, the violence and the, yeah, yeah. is happening. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's yeah. good stuff. I mean, not good stuff. Good stuff. Good, yeah. good yeah. stuff. The good idea. conversation. The yeah, idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. But I think it's a. I think Kubrick puts it in as a as a, a warning. I mean, it's it's a tragic thing. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. yeah. A and cautionary then, um, tale, I guess you could say to a certain. If degree. we kind of want to switch into a more kind of fun sure. portion. Yeah. Of let's the, do it. Yep. So, um, starting off, if you had to replace oh, replace man. an actor or actors, or ev- if you just recast everyone, however you want to do this. If you had to replace an actor or actors, who would it be and with who? Spencer, go ahead. And, uh, I still haven't decided. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I, went, I went into this initially with one person, and then I was like, you know what? If I had to recast it, what would I do? Um, I would keep Danny Lloyd, mainly because I don't know kid actors very yeah, well, and yeah, it's kind of yeah, hard. Sure. And he, and like I said, he killed it. As a, yeah. as a kid, it's you hard. Can't do it it's exactly. hard. Yeah. Right, right. And, um, you know, Jack Nicholson would be a very difficult one to, yeah. to replace. Um, but if I did, you know, it would be someone like um, Andy Serkis. Um, he played, he, and he, he, you know, is very good at that normal to psychotic yeah. type of thing. Yeah. But again, would I change Jack? Probably not. Cause he's Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Um, you know, we were talking about this in class and someone, someone mentioned, you know, who would be really interesting would have been, um, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> and, I, and I know Michael, Michael hates it, yeah. but I'm like, he, you know, he would be a guy who he'd like, you know, I'm taking this serious of I'm going to be a good person and go psychotic. I can feel like Nick Cage. I mean, that would be, that would be a fun oh, cast. He, he played uh, Dracula, right? He did play yeah. Dracula. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then uh, uh, Wendy, I would change from Shelley Duvall to uh, Sarah Paulson. For those who don't yeah. know, she's, she's in every season of American Horror Story. She's big in the horror movies. Yeah. And she, she plays that... Um, damsel in distress very very well yeah. sitting there to scream to cry back to normal to cry to scream yeah so i think and, and like i said um wendy's blonde in the book so having a blonde actress would be kind of interesting to play yeah. another one i had was dick dick halloran again not not to uh you know diss Scatman at all because he did really really good mm-hmm. but it would be it'd be nice to see someone else who can portray the you know serious to oh my god it's happening and yeah, I, yeah. you know I, I i was going back and forth between a couple of people. i think Forrest whitaker would that's be awesome so, that's a great choice i think he would that's be a fantastic so because he's at because at the beginning of the movie yeah. he'd be really humbling and he's a humbling yeah. guy and that's yeah. you know he he has that face of shock all the time yeah and i feel like he would be really portraying oh, that very great. very well oh yeah that's a, those are those are great choices i michael go ahead you yeah, take you right. take i'm not i'm struggling so with this I one had, <laughs> uh we were talking about earlier with uh, how they kind of aged up all the characters, yeah. and um, I think I'm kind of a Dark Knight stan, and um, I always am, I just it's it's obviously not obviously it is my favorite movie of all time, and um, I think it would have been pretty cool to see kind of a young a young Heath Ledger Ooh. as uh, yep. mm-hmm. as definitely a Jack Torrance, yeah, because obviously he's definitely proven he can kind of go do that go insane basically, yeah, with uh, obviously. The method acting and all that. Yeah, I think w- I don't. I don't necessarily know that I would have a female actor to replace Wendy, but I. I do think it would be interesting to age down and just kind of see if they were. Well, yeah, they. Heath Ledger, rest in peace. Obviously, yeah. that couldn't happen today, but I think that would have been. Yeah. that would be really, really good as well. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, you say you bring up Dark Knight because I. I have two actors in mind for Jack. And there are two very different actors, but one on one hand, I'm thinking Christian Bale, and I don't, and I think it's because he's so I like him. Yeah, I, Michael, I thought you were going Christian Bale. I thought yeah, you were yeah, going Christian yeah. Bale. You gotta love Christian. And I Bale. think like he's such a likable guy, and I think to see him kind of go crazy as as the Jack character would be, it would definitely make the downfall of Jack more and, tragic. And he yeah. definitely takes he his role seriously. Yeah, he'll, he'll yeah. do yeah. anything for yeah. all. He'll lose 200 pounds on yeah. 200 pounds. He's all in. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like he would be convincing. And then this other actor, 
age-wise, it wouldn't work. But for some reason, I keep coming back to J.K. Simmons. You guys know, you know what I mean? That would I don't be know. great. I know. That would be I know. Great. He would be. I mean, he would be a good dick. His, his, I, yeah. His he anger. His, yeah, yeah, he would be. He, really he would be would a good be. dick, Howard, because he's <laughs> yeah. that lovable oh, yeah. to a shock. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant he'd be like a good jerk. No, Dick Howard. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, let's keep yeah. it family. That's, that's right. Let's keep it PG. I mean, if you look at his role in Spider-Man, you know, he plays crazy. Uh, you know the crazy guy. Yeah, um, and you look at Whiplash. If you guys oh seen my, that, oh like, my god! You know, because yeah. you're like, man, this guy can be really scary, yeah. but he can also be really, really uh, likable. It's like, like on the yeah. farmers insurance <laughs> commercials. You know, what yeah, I, mean? I don't, <laughs> I don't want to like hop into like this becoming a Whiplash episode, but right. obviously in Whiplash when he's like. Oh, oh, uh, Neiman, what's your what's your uh, family life like? What's your this like? What's this? And then he uses all that against him, and I feel yeah. like that would play into great yeah. in that abuse, the whole uh, theme yeah. of abuse or 100%. idea of abuse. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, what other? Do you have any other fun um, category questions? And then um, also, I was I don't know how much you guys have thought about this, but if we if you were to create an alternate ending oh, or man. switch up the ending from what Kubrick chose different from the novel. Well, I'll let, I'll let Spencer, how was the ending different? So I know I he chases him with a, a mallet instead of an axe. Is yeah. That right? Which, yeah. Which, oh, which I mean, wow. minor. You still, yeah. you still think, yeah. I still think minor of it as an axe still. because yeah. Yeah. it's an axe. Okay. Um, you know, I would actually have two endings. One would be the book. Another one would be one I would create. So I'll do the book first. <laughs> so in the book, the house actually, the hotel actually burns that's down. Right. It that's burns. right. Wow. It yeah. burns. Oh, that's so, 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 so Jack, it's kind of like Jack dies with the hotel. You know, because the hotel yeah. burns and almost like as he's chasing the hotel is currently burning because the boiler room, since he's going my, mentally insane and they're going more into the book, we see the downturn of Jack because all the all the records of the deaths have been in the boiler room. So you see that Jack not only is not typing, doing his work, but he's reading on all the deaths. So that's another way of how the shining wow. gets and into his head of the hotel. I feel like that would fit in with the idea of the hotel being kind of like hell. I mean, that's Jack exactly. going to hell, basically. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, giving into the and demonic you forces. See, you see that it in the you movie I mean? where, where, where Wendy goes into the boiler room, but that, that, that doesn't really happen that much in the book. It's really just Jack, because Jack's like, this is my space, this is my private space, and we'll go here to think. And he really, he's reading the records of the death, and yeah. that, that's when the hotel talks to him. And so when he goes off the rails, he forgets about the boiler room. Uh, and then when he realizes, you know, in the movie, he pulls out the spark plugs yep. of, yeah. of, of the snowmobile. And so it was at that moment in the book, he goes, oh, my God, I forgot about the boiler. And he runs down there, and there's steam. There. It's already too late. Yep. Next thing, boom, the house catches on fire. And oh. as he's doing it, now he grabs him out and goes, I got to kill him and stuff like that. And and so, oh, yeah, you know. That's much more climax. So the idea yeah, of, yeah. and the idea of, you know, not only does Jack die, but the, the hotel dies. I think that would be a really good, you know, that the classic happy in the book. In the book, uh, Wendy and Danny escape. They they escape, and they actually go into a little bit detail of their life after. You know, they do they do live relatively close in that the city nearby, and they do eventually move back to East Coast, and and uh, that's kind of interesting. But it would be really really cool to see you know the classic the 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 good thing happens at the end. Yeah, but but kind of make it you know the kind of keep it the horror part. Something I would do is is have I would actually have Jack catch. Wendy and, and and Danny have him catch him see you know not show what he would do but the oh. idea of he catches them next you know all three of them show up in the picture and the oh. fact, oh, of, man, the fact yeah. of hey it's going to happen again man oh, the hotel's going to happen again I feel like that'd be oh, more man. Like, like holy wow. cow this is messed up yeah yeah okay so you're going with more of the yeah, uncertain pretty, like yeah. evil yeah. And yeah. not so evil I would but like, like I would like to see the evil still that out there that would be even falling the horror of oh my god it can do it again yeah yeah so I think Mine's kind of almost along the same lines as I, I like the ending, but I, do too. I just kind of wanted to see like kind of like maybe like the next interview for like the next caretaker or something yes. leading into that. Like, oh, my gosh, this is the next Here dude. This, oh, and then that, yeah. just kind of uh, like leave it on like a open like, yep, it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. But so it, have, it kind have of Danny, matches the eerie vibe of the whole movie. And have I have Danny would, and Wendy escape. Yeah. But then like kind of set then, up the next caretaker. Yeah. And family is the yeah. next. Yeah. And they wow. just kind of show that, like, maybe along the lines with, like, I mean, like, the rich, like, the kind of, oh, even though this um, Dick, Dick Halloran died, I mean, even though he died, even though everything went wrong, we're going to do it again. And, and we'll, we'll replace him. Yep. And replace him. Yeah. And replace him. And then maybe, like, they show Dick Halloran's replacement and yeah. kind of all that, everything just happening, like, showing, like, the cycle of. See, I would, yeah. I would like yeah. that a lot. Because, wow, that's good. Because like then, that. then you would have to question, well, 
what's Almond doing about this? What's the head macho doing? Yeah. Is, yeah. There, is there a head macho? Yeah. Is there someone bringing in, you know, you know, the president, the CEO of the of the hotel? Is it actually someone? Or right. is it the hotel getting yeah, out the paychecks? Right, right. Yeah. Wow, I like that. Yeah, I, I got nothing, well. guys. You, your <laughs> ideas are, yeah. are great. Yeah. <laughs> Those and are then, great. Um, if we could, like, kind of, like, the final, like, kind of, like, more fun segment sure. is if you have any, um, like, fan-made theories about the movie, like, that you find really interesting, like, do you guys have any of those? Mm. I don't want to, I mean, Spencer, I don't want to really think them as lighthearted or fun. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, In- intriguing. Th- yeah. The, I do like to think how they do, how they did the, um, it's not really a fan theory, but just like the thought of how they did the elevators with the blood. Because oh, we yeah, were in a, yeah. we were in point yeah. in that history. There wasn't a lot of CGI, right? So like, yeah. How did they? How did they do this? That's yeah. true. That's <laughs> true. Did they? Did they fill up? Did they fill up the elevator with this? You know, obviously fake blood. Yeah. Um, and they fill it up and just open it and then re re cleaned all the mats. Yeah. All the right. What happens right. if you right. mess they, up that shot? Did they, right. did exactly. they change the furniture? Did yeah. they clean the furniture? How they fill, how they fill up the yeah. elevator is yeah. it an actual elevator. And so it's like, that would be, it's because it, the Overlook Hotel is a real place. Yeah. And actually, yeah. you know, it's like, so what did they, did they do that? I, don't know, I mean, uh, uh, the smart, obviously probably the thing that probably happened was they just had a set yeah. that they created. Yeah. That probably would be the movie. And, and I think yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know if you guys came across this in any uh, internet research, but, I think the over, the exterior of the Overlook was, I think it's called Timberline Hotel mm-hmm. in Colorado. It's or in no. Colorado. Oh, yeah, I think Colorado. Yeah, Maybe I don't remember. In, I don't know. I don't but remember the, it's in Colorado. I don't remember because I've actually, because you, you can actually stay there. Yeah. Yeah, so I've had multiple friends who've gone and stayed. and um, But the interior, I think we're all sets or mostly sets, right? The interior of the... Most of it. Most of it, yeah. Most of it. So that's what I, I think the, hot, the, the, the hallway with the elevator... Would yeah. probably be Set, the yeah. main lobby is the same. You know, they said that. Oh, really? They said that relatively most of it is not much different because oh. obviously they want people to go to spend their money, the experience. Yeah, it. yeah. But um, the kitchen is a little different. Um, okay. The storage units are a little different. Okay. Okay. Um, but you know, they obviously the exterior they've updated. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, um, I had a friend. She went um, two summers ago, and she said, "Yeah, you had to go up the hill." That no you saw the movie. Yeah, you're going up the hill, and she said, "Oh man, it's scary because it's, oh it's one lane, one lane going oh up a mountain." Gosh. And she said, "That's an actual route. Holy like you cow. have to drive up." Wow. wow. Um, so yeah, so it's you know that. And she said, "You know, they changed a lot of the outside, the decoration, the hedges, yeah. and all yeah. that stuff." Um, but yeah, so it's kind of interesting to see like what is real, what is not. Yeah. Because obviously, I've never been our, myself, and yeah. that's a goal of mine. Yeah. Wow. So there's a. Uh, I was telling Michael about this, and I know some of our uh, our listeners are not of age. To consume alcohol, but there's, I don't know if Spencer's aware of, there's a, there's a bar in uh, Pleasant Ridge called the Overlook Lodge or Overlook Lounge. And it's uh, the guy that owns it. He owns a few movie themed bars around town. And it, this one in Pleasant Ridge is all. Is it the Golden Bar Room? It's not. Oh, it's man. not. But uh, the sign is great because it says it has Jack's typing like as the background to the sign. If you drive by it on Montgomery Road, it says all work and no play. All make work, Jack no go, play. a dull boy. Uh, work, but no play makes oh, yeah, 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 but yeah. but it, some of the designs and the theme of the bar, it, even the drinks, are all inspired by The Shining. So it's just, it's just cool to see that you know yeah. just how how it's so a, many a part of our popular I'm, culture. You know? I'd say The Shining is definitely one of the most um, like probably has the most pop culture references yeah. out of like up there with like top top yeah. like just the amount of like. The twins you always see. Oh yeah, the iconic elevator. Here's Johnny, here's yeah, Johnny. Yep. here's Johnny. Yeah, yep. Every, all just, work, no which play. Which, meets Jack yeah. Doll boy. Which apparently I think the here's Johnny line was improvised. I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's it was. The, it's the Nipsey, yeah. Tonight Show. Yeah, Tonight. Yep. Yeah, it was Ed McMahon maybe yeah. that said the line, but it was for was it Johnny Carson? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, would have been so, Johnny, Johnny Carson show. Yeah, yeah. One uh, funny, funny fan theory that I don't mm. know how much merit this has, but um, there's a theory that the movie frozen was actually oh, i've seen this it was actually one. taken from the shining and um <laughs> the whole i've not seen that so, the, so seen there's this. uh it's, wild. it's kind of it comes from like the um uh, uh a member of a family like harms a family member and then isolates himself but the isolation doesn't help and yeah kind of the elsa as john like just kind of interesting it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really it's really weird. interesting yeah, yeah yeah that's really interesting I just huh. found, yep. I've not heard that one. There's, There's a lot of theories out oh, there. Yeah, that's that, for sure. That's, yeah, lot, <laughs> that's that's one of the mo- yeah. that's one of the more yeah. I, I do know. Ones. I came across something kind of interesting in my uh, internet research that um, I think his name is Lee Unkrich. He directed Toy Story three, I believe. 
he is a huge fan of The Shining, and he has a, a website devoted to um, just props and pictures and just all sorts of stuff related to The Shining. And I glanced at the, the website. I didn't get to look at it for too long, but one of the things that I guess he owns, it's a prop cigarette and I don't know if you guys noticed in the first, like in one of the earlier scenes when the, when the doctor, when the psychologist is talking to Wendy and she's, she's relaying the stories of previous abuse uh, between, you know, that Jack displayed toward, um, toward Danny. Yeah. But anyway, she lights a cigarette and that cigarette, you know, she's, she's not really smoking it all yeah. much because she's just, she's yeah. nervous and she's telling the story about Jack. But the cigarette ash is like really, really long. <laughs> it's just like yeah. bouncing around top of the cigarette. Yeah. But anyway, this director had like, or this Leon Kirch guy, he's got like a, like a, prop cigarette Wendy's cigarette thing it's pretty funny just yeah, yeah, I don't know, but anyway yeah. <laughs> but he's got a bunch of other things on there so yeah. yeah I mean it's definitely influenced a lot of Hollywood filmmakers and oh yeah for you sure. know it's out there yeah, yeah. As, a, as a science teacher that that scene always cracks me up because of the smoking is bad and yeah. I'm, like, I'm gonna smoke in front of a doctor yeah I know 70s. right exactly oh, that's right there's even smoking in the hotel and, yeah you know, so <laughs> it's funny <laughs> so is there any other um well, should we uh, should we end with a, a rating? You think, or I do have a question for you guys. Sure. So, me and my wife, uh, and actually, my mom recently, even though she's a big Stephen King fan, me and my wife get in this argument every year because she obviously she has to sit through me watching The Shining every <laughs> yeah. Halloween at midnight. So I stay up, she stays up, type of thing. She, she hates it. So. Um, <laughs> She asks, and she goes, and goes, you know, this isn't even a stupid Halloween movie. It takes place around Christmas time. So my question to you is, is this a Halloween movie? I, yeah, I would have to because say cause, no. Because day one <laughs> takes place in Halloween, but the rest of the movie uh, takes place after. I, so the question is, is it Halloween? It, it, it really depends how you define a Halloween movie. Yeah. Is, is a Halloween movie a horror movie? Then, yeah, The Shining's a Halloween movie. But I, I, would, I wouldn't, like, I, I think there's more, I don't really think there's any... Like Halloween, more of like you can define like Christmas movies as yeah. like movies that have characteristics like like Die Hard, that, yeah, that pertain, Die hard. Yeah, that, pertain to, <laughs> that pertain to Christmas, like yeah. like um, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Obviously, takes place during Christmas, and it's um, and it has all the characteristics of like family, father figure, yeah. angels, and uh, like Christianity and all that. But like Halloween doesn't have as many like. Really like I guess Halloween moments. Yeah, it's themes. just like kind of like Halloween's creepy. So any creepy, any movies creepy, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really just I, depends. Yeah, on. I agree with that. I mean, I, I would say, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll say, say it's it tricky. It's tricky. It tricky. On one hand, I like what Michael was saying. Like I, I, I do think of it as a Halloween movie. Like most of the time, I want to rewatch it. It's usually in the fall around Halloween. Yeah. Uh, will I watch this not around Halloween? Absolutely, because yeah. I got you got so a lot going on in yeah, this movie, yeah. but. Like Michael said, if it, when it comes down to just the creepiness of it, and you know you want to be creeped out around Halloween, I'm gonna go with yeah. Yeah, so here's how here's how I'd, yeah. I'd answer that. I'd say it it is a Halloween movie, but it's not as much of a Halloween movie as say Halloween. It yeah, can there be, you go. It can extend beyond. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, um, I obviously I'm gonna say Halloween movie because yeah. I'm a little yeah. biased. <laughs> but um, you know, if we go on the concept of it's not doesn't take place in Halloween. Well, a lot of Halloween movies don't. Yeah, it's the whole, we have this argument The Nightmare too. Before Christmas. Yeah, we have that same yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah. Halloween. Well, it's kind of both. Right, so, right. Yeah, it's well, true. well, I also like to make the joke of, well, I guess we have to watch around Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving's in the movie, so we'll yeah. watch it. The <laughs> Thanksgiving movie gives yeah. us an excuse to watch it again. Right. So, I, I, like, I, like a thing, I like a thing when it has Halloween for the whole idea of it's horror, makes you scared, makes me... Makes you want to stay up because I don't want to sleep. And yeah, even, yeah, to the, yeah, even to this day, because of the disturbing scenes, obviously yeah, now. But right. the 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 psycho psychology behind it, it's just like wow, this still keeps me up at night yeah. seeing it all these times because it's yep. really messed up. It is. It, it really, really is. is. Well, maybe this could be a, some kind of warped Christmas movie because you know, at the end of the day, it hopefully encourages you to appreciate your family yeah. and how yes. normal they are. That is true. <laughs> and how healthy your family life yeah. is. <laughs> Give them a hug, and you know, <laughs> I'm kidding, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so with all that being said, is uh, what would you guys rate this movie out of 10? Ooh, Spencer. <sighs> so if, I, if I'm trying to, so the way I like to describe ratings to people is if I'm telling this movie to someone who has never seen it before. So, because um, obviously my biased answer is going to be 10 out of 10. I see it every year. Yeah. Yeah. I see it even two, three times a year. So right. um, to give it to an actual person, like for example, my wife never saw it until she met me. Yeah. Or, you know, my, my sister-in-law, she has yet to see it. So I'm like, okay, how would I describe this rating to her? Well, yeah. okay, well, she's on the big scary movies, so it's okay. Mm -hmm. Well, 
You sound to say, all right, well, it's a scary movie. It's a horror movie. So think of it like that. So if I had to give a raw rating, I'm going to give a raw rating of like an 8.9-ish around there. You know, it's because it, it, it's art. Yeah. Right? As we said, yeah. there's a lot of themes in it. But, you oh, know, yeah. if, if you aren't talking to someone who isn't a horror movie person there, they're going to hate it. There will be, it takes too long. The music stinks. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's hard to follow. Um, I, I'm getting scared. I turn yeah. it off. I walk. Cause my brother, my brother used, my younger brother, um, he used to be terrified of it. Yeah. So he would like, even now he's like, I'm good. So yeah. he's like, I hate it. So, so I, that's why I don't want to rate it too, too high yeah. for that reason. So that's yeah. why I say about 8.9. 8. You know, it's funny. I, I love the music. I think it's mm -hmm. creepy. Oh, yeah, I agree. It, it, yeah. But like you said, maybe some people don't like it, but um, even just like the little musical cues, like whenever, Danny is like tapping into the shining uh, clairvoyant, you know, mm -hmm. psychic ability. Same with Dick Halloran. You get that like shrill musical cue, which I just, I just love. But anyway, um, um, you said something about the music and then you said, oh, the slow movie. I love the fact that it's kind of slow. I movie. agree. I, you I'm know? a huge fan. Yeah, I love that because like, it adds to the psychology part. You have to it think. Does. It makes yeah. you have to think, which exactly. everyone hates doing. And, yeah. And if it, you think this is slow moving, try watching uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah so. To me, I'm never bored during The Shining. Yeah. Like, honestly, it is for, edge of for my Kubrick, seat. Yeah. For, yeah, for um, Kubrick's standards, it's honestly, yeah. honestly more fast paced oh, absolutely. than his other movies. Absolutely. And I think maybe some modern audiences that are used to more modern horror movies are expecting yeah. constant jump scares. Yeah. That's not what this movie is. No. You know, it's more slow buildup. So when the weird stuff happens at the end, when everything unravels, I think it hits harder and it's more significant, you know, versus yep. just a uh, two hour, two and a half hours worth of jump scares. I love the slow, the slow buildup, oh, but yeah, um, sure. I'm going to go with, I'm going to say, I was thinking nine out of 10, nine out of 10. Nine out of 10. It will forever be in my top three horror films of all time. Oh, I it, agree. It will. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm, this is going to come out. I'm as Mr. Dickman probably knows as judging by my letterbox account. <laughs> I'm more of a, I'm more of a strict, strict a little, more, a little more yeah. critical. Yeah. A little which more critical. Yeah. Which is because yeah. You know, we did talk about, we do talk about movies a lot in my class because that's how guys get me off topic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm very curious because you also did see it for the first time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very yeah. curious to see what you think. So it is, it is definitely, I, I'm my, Kubrick, like the amount of, I think I've seen like five m Kubrick movies. It's definitely my favorite. Mm. And so I saw, I recently saw maybe like a month ago, A Clockwork Orange, one of the mo more Ooh. controversial, like yeah, yeah, disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would say it ranks higher than that. And yeah, definitely my fit, like, but just among, like, it lacks some of the, like, just like plot character development that, like, as I mean, we talked yeah. about earlier. Yeah, yeah, so, like, movies like I'm Gonna Bring Up the Dark Knight again. Yeah. It's, like, that for me is the perfect film. It has character development, different villains. The The plot is, I mean, it does it well. It is a basic plot. Like, not not a basic plot, but it is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's three characters. In, yeah. And I think he did really well. So I'm going to give it an 8.3 out of 10. Nice. Which, yeah, I, I that's was pretty good. You said yeah, harsh. Yeah. I was expecting yeah. lower. Yeah, that's so. not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, I like that because I like how you referenced the Dark Knight because the Dark Knight is character driven and yeah. this one's yeah. kind of not. That's but kind of like my style. Still, is, yeah. But you still also have to appreciate the art in both of those movies, yeah. right? Because yeah, character sure. development, character development isn't art, but yeah. scenery, themes, yeah. cinematography, and yeah. shining, ironic incredible. situations oh, are yeah. very you know. And yeah. then obviously, each people, like you said, you like those character elements. Well, maybe I like irony. And yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's yeah. what that was. That's what that, God, I'm so happy you guys are doing this because that's what makes this podcast awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It's because you're going to have not only you two, but you're going to have everyone's perspective. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Students, yeah, and different people. Teachers, yep. Yeah, different people will highlight different aspects of filmmaking, like you said. Uh, We'll have you on as a regular guest. Yes, I think awesome. Absolutely. I had absolutely. a blast. This was great. I thanks, had sir. A thanks blast. for being here, Spencer. And Michael, Sweet. of course, thanks for. Uh, Putting yep, this thank, together. And yep, yeah, this thanks for listening. I can't Absolutely. wait for episode two. Absolutely. Yeah. Be hopefully in a couple of weeks, right? Cue, yep, cue the outro. All right. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>